Hello and welcome to SEO podcast by SEO Sly, the best SEO podcast for professionals like you. I'm your host, Olga Zar, an SEO consultant, bringing you the latest developments, essential news, and experts' insights from around the SEO world. Tune in to stay up to date, learn actionable tips, and get ahead in this competitive landscape. My episodes include weekly recaps, interviews with other SEO experts, discussions on money in SEO, and so much more. I usually publish two episodes per week. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Check out my website for show notes and sponsorship opportunities. If you like SEO Podcast by SEO Sly, I also invite you to rate it on Google Podcasts or on Apple Podcasts. Consider giving it five stars. I also invite you to become my super follower. You can support me on a monthly basis or you can simply buy me a coffee. You will find the link to becoming my super follower in the podcast notes. So let's dive into the world of SEO together. Hi everyone, it's Olga Zar from SEO Sly. Welcome to SEO Podcast by SEO Sly. Today, my guest is Raf Homsky. <laughs> Am I pronouncing it correctly? Yes, yes, that's correct. Hello everyone. Hi Olga. Awesome. <laughs> hi, hi. So how are you doing, Raf? Raffle. Not bad. Uh, very busy, uh, as mm -hmm. everyone in SEO these days, I think. Uh, but I'm doing doing pretty well. Thanks. Okay. Okay, cool. So, as always, I would like to start with your SEO history, like SEO story. So, tell me, when did you start? Like, how many years have you been SEO and how did you start? This is, like, usually the most interesting part. Do we have two hours? Uh, <laughs> <just> an hour. <laughs> I will cut this out, edit this out, or you can talk very fast. So. No, no, I mean, yes, of course. Um, <laughs> very quickly. I think... I started as everyone, um, I mean, everyone I heard of uh, by accident. <laughs> mm -hmm, so, yeah, um, yeah the, the story goes back to um, around 2010. Uh, I was living permanently in the UK mm -hmm. back then. And um, I, I was looking for a change, basically, in my life, uh, as I usually do every couple of years or so. Um, and then uh, I, I just found a, an ad. Uh, that they were looking for uh, salespeople for, for a marketing team. Mm -hmm. And since I had a bit of experience in sales, I was running my own businesses before, but in a completely different niche. Mm, I applied and for unknown reasons, till day, till today, they hired me. I have, I have no idea why, because basically uh, when they would ask me what SEO is, because it was a marketing SEO agency, kind of, um, when they asked what it is, I, I just said, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I, I just don't know. And is, is there any money to be made in this to ask a question? Sorry. Maybe they hired you for your honesty. <laughs> Maybe I like to think, um, they were kind of desperate <laughs> uh -huh. and, uh, yeah, I, I came with, you know, with a smile maybe and that helped and, um, very quickly, I, I, I learned uh, what it is and how it helps businesses and obviously SEO um, 2010. It's a lot easier uh, yeah. than it is today. Um, you know, 
it was all about links and, and some headings basically uh, that's all so it's kind of easy to learn kind of did explain to the clients and um, I spent a year there and just after that I, I started my first agency 2011 over there in the UK uh, we're helping small brands at first um, and then bigger ones um, and then I spent like uh, another two, three years at the, the search initiative, search logistics, couple of known agencies. Um, a year and a half ago, I've, I've launched uh, two new projects with my uh, co-founder, my friend, Rad, Rad Palushek. And, yeah, we had uh, Rad we, on the show, yeah. Yeah, I remember. That was a great show, by the way. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so yeah, we started Husky Hamster, which is a link building outreach agency, and we work in internationally. And we also started a non-agency, which is a technical SEO team. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it's it's been like a year and a half since we started running this. So that's my short is my story in short. Yeah, so this was this was quite short, and like so you've been in SEO like thirteen years or something. So what do is you that see long? Like? <laughs> Am, am I counting it correctly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what are the things that changed the most for you? Like, how your the way you work evolved? Obviously, we had links back then, and maybe now I'm thinking maybe we are going to come back to links, like when everything becomes AI written and Google will have to look for other signals to count. <laughs> so who knows? But like, what my, you? yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's my theory too. Like uh -huh. we go in, in circles, in history, in life, and in business as well. Yeah. And uh, it was all about links when I started, and it's going to be a lot about links now. Uh, when Google is bombarded, uh, not only Google, but mainly uh, bombarded with uh, new content um, written by AI, um, in, also in many verticals. So I, I think uh, Google will definitely need to pay more attention to links than it did in past four or five years. Uh, I, that's, that's what I'm assuming when it's obviously quite difficult yeah. to, to say for sure what's going to happen, mm, how it evolved. Well, it was definitely an evolution, you know, from, from very little understanding as well and, uh, selling and providing then a very simple service, what SEO was, um, it was really simplistic. I'd say we evolved and I evolved with uh, with SEO really. So uh, every single year I've learned a lot more and uh, the, the, the projects are getting more and more complex. So what is happening is that, you know, I, I definitely uh, need to spend a lot more time analyzing the project, uh, the results and calculating the ROI on SEO and other things uh, than before. Because again, you know, yeah. 18 years ago, it was very simple. Uh, you had a lot of clicks from position number one, no rich snippets, no rich panels, yeah, just a few ads maybe. And the links, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was a lot easier. Uh, but I think if if SEO were to stay in 2010, um, if, if it wasn't an, um, an evolution in SEO, I think I would work to death and I, would, I wouldn't just bother being in SEO. So I'm kind of happy it's evolving, it's moving forward. Um, and as I said before, we jump on a call that I, I, I kind of love that we need to keep learning faster than anyone else. So there is new thing behind every corner and to spend, spend time learning and then putting this into action as well.
Yeah, totally. So when I was starting out, it was like similar, just links and like everything I did was so I would say mindless, like I wasn't really, I didn't really have to put a lot of thought in what I was doing. And it's, and I noticed that it, it started to change, like I would say seven years ago, maybe like in, in a more important way, that more and more analysis, more and more thought, more, more and more strategy had to be put into everything I was doing. And now I am like learning constantly, like all the time. And I still feel that there is still so much to learn so much, so many things to keep up. Even when I write my newsletter from week to week, there is so many things to report on that it takes me like the entire day to write the newsletter. And I still am not able to read cover to cover everything that I am reporting on. So that's what quite challenging, but that's also something that makes SEO so interesting, right? Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah, but it's at the same time a bit scary, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, it there, is. Yes. There's more data being being in, in in Google in internet every day, and now with the AI is even more of that. Like the acceleration of of the data input must be, I mean, billion times more yeah. than it was five years ago. Um, so then SEO is becoming more and more tricky. Um, and I, I can see that firsthand when talking to some of our investors and clients um about the projects when when the project is starting from the ground up uh -huh. the, uh, the roi horizon is like two years usually in in many niches if if, if even possible really yeah. um so um a lot of data a lot of data points and analysis need to go in seo to, to even establish whether this is worth doing or not because um also coming from the position uh very unpopular in seo niche in general agencies and so on that I don't think SEO is for everyone and I don't think that everyone should invest uh tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in SEO yeah at the moment totally, totally. and what's an example of the situation where you wouldn't recommend spending money on SEO well uh, obviously every single project de depends on yeah. on its foundations and, and goals, but if I were to generalize, I'd say, for example, um, spending, I don't know, $200,000 on uh, CBD uh, project, uh -huh. starting from the ground up, from, from real bottom, uh, might not justify the return of investment at this stage. I mean, the, 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 the market is so saturated uh, that I, I'm not saying that you're supposed to be you, you're not supposed to be doing SEO at all in general, but by SEO I understand content, brand positioning, uh, user experience, and other other things on site and off site, including PR. Uh, but you might need to think beyond SEO because SEO might not be the best option for you at this stage. Same goes for some B2B services. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you when you have a service that is, I don't know, selling, um, it's manufacturing something, and, uh -huh. and you're trying to find clients, for example, from Poland to Germany or from uh -huh. Poland to Netherlands, um, SEO might help you to lift up. So, for example, the campaign should be maybe three months long, because what you need is just optimized website, fast website, good landing pages, A/B testing, a bunch of PR links, because you're starting up on a new market, but then ads. <laughs> because you won't be able to generate B2B leads 
from, from, from organic search very quickly. So again, everything depends on the strategy you have. I mean, the ideal situation would be you have money for everything yeah, and you can run in every vertical, but the reality, uh, economical reality these days is it's, it's usually not possible. So I think SEO is, is still probably the best source of traffic for many, many niches, but I don't think that is the best source of traffic for all of all. Yeah, that's a very interesting and interesting insight. So before yeah. I continue interrogating you, like we touched <laughs> upon you and AI a little bit. So can you tell me what are your thoughts about the current situation? So last week we had Google I.O. Everyone is panicking that SEOs are going to lose their jobs, that our websites, our clients' websites won't be getting any clicks from Google because now everything is barred and everything is being chat. So what's your point of view on that? Well, how many times I've heard that it's As all going to hell. <laughs> this is the end of the world. Oh, I remember, uh, I remember 2013. Um, yeah. And when, you know, many of our clients lost their positions <laughs> because we were very heavy on links and <laughs> Google didn't like it very much on, I think it was October, October 11th, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, so. on Friday or Sunday. And yeah, I think every, every SEO that is in a, in a niche for over 10 years remembers that day, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do. Uh, I also lost a lot of traffic. <laughs> yeah. Where's my money now? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and then I've heard it's, this is the end of SEO. Rafael, this is the end of SEO. Yeah. It's, it's all going to hell. Right. And I was like, probably, but probably not. You <laughs> just don't know. Um, and, and, you know, understanding how other um, marketing tools uh, like social media is evolving, then I, I was I was kind of on a positive side saying, no, I mean, Google needs to find spam. Google needs to find poor content. Google needs to, you know, fight uh, people that not playing by the role. And because otherwise it will lose uh, users. So yeah. it's kind of natural. Mm, obviously I had to have a couple of drinks after that, but then I started realizing that, okay, that's gonna be, that's what's gonna be, you know, Google is gonna play with us anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then every year, every two years or so, uh, it was something like that. I remember RankBrain. Yeah. Uh, 2016, I think. Um, yeah, it was also a panic. Oh my God, the NLP is gonna kill us, you know. How are we gonna revise all that content? How are we gonna write for entities? And it was just the beginning of it. And then we obviously had Bird, and we had Mam, and we had so on, so on. And in the meantime, we also had, you know, heart attack every three to six months because of the new snippet knowledge bundle. It's just like, no, I mean, this is an this is an evolution, and it's happening. So we need to adjust. That's my understanding. And I, I'm very far from panicking. That's good. To be honest, um, I maybe I might be a bit con a little bit concerned because I just don't know how is it going to play it out, right? But knowing Google, knowing their presentations are being made mainly to to make some money, <laughs> right? I think it's going to take take some time, take some errors to implement certain things. So I think we as SEOs we have plenty of time to learn and. I'm repeating myself over and over again saying, hey, if you're a content writer, uh, editor, or an SEO, it doesn't matter how many years you are in the in the market, on the market, learn 
AI as quickly as you can. You know, try to use it as a leverage for your skills yeah. and uh, for your hourly rates as well. Because what is happening right now is obviously a, a revolution into the evolution, I'd say. Um, so yes, AI is accelerating. We don't really know what's happening uh, behind the scenes and, and, and you know, how those big brands are going to fight each other. Uh, but let's focus on what we know. Let's focus on what we can learn and how we can use that for our clients. And there is plenty of, of ways we can use AI for our clients. Plenty of ways, yeah. simplifying and shortening, you know, the time that we spend on analysis, on creating content that is useful, because I, I'm not sure if the uh, data is super correct today, but last year it was like just over 90% of content in the internet does it's not get um, any clicks. It's not oh. getting any clicks. Yeah. Any visibility, basically. And there's a reason behind it, right? Totally. <laughs> and I think the reason is this content is just poor quality. So from my own experience, maybe bottom line on, on this question, um, and my answer is, from my or, or experience, revolution like that makes people start to think differently. And I love that because we were doing certain things for, for, in certain way for such a long time. And we need to change that now. We have no choice. We need to change that. We need to start look at, at the content that we're producing. Does that content answers the question? Is this content relevant? Is it interlinked properly? Is it is it useful? Right? Is it is it useful? Yeah. Because I think many many content writers they're writing great content, but usability of the content is really poor. Yeah, totally. And with writers, this is like similar. You can have a writer who writes very very poor content, and you can have. AI spin something irrelevant mm -hmm. and I think when chat GPT started to to become like more popular a ton of writers my copy copywriters uh, copywriter friends were also like panicking very much that their job is dead and now they kind of understand that it is not bad it just changed they will be doing more editing they will be playing with chat GPT not necessarily that writers editors won't be needed at all and I think the same with SEOs, just, just as you said, I, I totally agree that panicking now is not necessarily something we should be doing or giving up SEO because it's dead. Just, just, we just have to like embrace SEO, embrace what's going on there and learn, keep learning and we should be fine. I hope so. <laughs> yes. I mean, you, you never know, uh, but this is the best we can do, right? Yeah, I mean, totally, totally. nothing good coming up from from panicking at all um yeah but also you know uh, maybe a short message to someone who's not really into seo is not is not willing to learn and keep up let me tell you this from now on it's going to be only faster so if you're not feeling for it there's plenty of other things you can do i mean what what's the point you know uh if, if you're not if you're not feeling for it i, I think seo oh. will become more and more complex and it has many verticals and basically i like to say SEO is becoming a tool that's going to be uh, driving the traffic beyond the website, beyond SEO. If you know what I'm yeah. saying, you need to think about the brand uh, and other verticals in a presence beyond uh, search as well. So I think, and I hope uh, most of SEOs um, will develop into some kind of search marketers or marketers 
in general. And if you understand principles of SEO and you know how to put it in action and you understand AI and content, and then you, you know a, a little bit about the business analysis, then you are a complete package. And yeah. people pay a lot for that kind of knowledge. <laughs> totally, totally. And, and regarding like building brand, having brand like soon, everything or like 90% of SERPs will be AI written and mm -hmm. the other half will be written or the other part will be written by websites who used AI. So basically everything will be AI written. And I think this is the chance for us to actually like pursue our personal brands to kind of highlight our human element, human touch, human experience. And I think if we add that to the mix, this is something that will help us stand out and probably build build a brand that doesn't only rely all on traffic from Google, but you have the following that kind of follows you across different platforms like YouTube, Twitter, or Blue Sky, whatever. So that's, <laughs> I think, something we'll have to, have to also think about. I couldn't agree more. That's uh... awesome. Def definitely this is this is what's going to be happening obviously the the, the, the number of skills needed still unknown yeah <laughs> so you know we need to pay attention and learn and, and see what's happening but I, I wanted to say one more thing for sure. anyone concerned mm, look if you are in seo or in content writing for a while and i'm so, not saying like you, you are dinosaur as myself you having troubles understanding what's happening. You having troubles understanding all the verticals, all the endpoints and AI in general and how it affects brands, how it affects visibility and so on. Think about people that run businesses, yeah, board members, CMOs, you know, high level people. They have no clue what's happening. They have no clue what's happening. They want to hire you SAAP. And obviously, bigger businesses are moving slower, which is fine. But if you leverage your skills and you're going to be on the market, they're going to need to hire you. They have no other choice. They will need to hire people to help them understand. Yeah, what's going how, on. Yeah, what's going on and how we can actually use that, right? Uh, how I can leverage that for my brand. These kind of questions. And one more thing to say about AI in general. We are being asked in, the, in our briefs by investors what is our approach towards AI? And I'm asking uh, some of my friends on a regular basis, like how they approach that, would they receive such question? And very, very many non-agencies or agencies saying, we try to, you know, avoid a topic. Like we, we are, we have human writers. Um, oh. They're gonna, you know, emphasize that the content is human written and so on. And I'm taking a completely opposite approach. Like, hey, we are expert in AI. I know AI. We've been working with the GPT-2. We've been working with the GPT-3. We've been we've been working with this over nearly three years now. We know everything about it. But obviously, this is not for every project. This is not for every piece of content. We are smart about it, right? And that usually does the trick because I, that's the, the honest approach. And I think it leverages our skill when it comes to artificial intelligence in general and how it's how it's supposed to be used uh, on SEO and not only projects. So don't be afraid to say that you know something about AI. I think that's the leverage rather than the opposite. Yeah, totally. And can you give me some examples of how you are and your agency, how you are leveraging AI? 
on a daily basis with your clients or with your own projects? Well, I don't know everything for sure because my team is pretty independent and uh, mm -hmm. they're coming up with uh, new solutions. Mm. But start, start, let's start with the beginning. I think editing and uh, reorganizing the content. So we are developing our own prompts uh, pretty much on a regular basis uh, to reorganize, edit, modify the content that we already have on clients on our sites. Uh, sometimes when you have like 500 or 700 posts, you need, you need to use AI to, to quickly reorganize the content. If you have a very mm -hmm. good prompt, then you have better content basically after this reorganization, right? And um, that's the that's the one of the main uses right now. When 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 we're starting a project, we usually try to edit, update the content that we already have, and AI allows us to do that at scale and in reasonable costing. Um, we are also using um, our own prompts for new uh, content uh, creation. So we are creating prompts to give us an outline, uh, and based on outline, we quite often generate content. Um, it goes through the editing, uh, human editing, the end, uh, but, you know, Bart is over here and a few other tools. So maybe fact checking is going to be easier, uh, from now mm -hmm. we'll see, uh, but we need to have someone to do the fact checking and make sure the content is correct. Um, but it's, yeah, in most cases it's, it's really correct and on point, uh, yeah. um, very few cases when we need to, uh, redo it. And even if we do, it's very easy and and we can quickly do yeah. that. So, you know, all, all around content uh, cases, but also um, generating videos for sites with prompts, we do that. Um, adding the little things like captions to the videos and, and so on. So there are a couple of tools like Descript, for example. Yeah, I'm using is, that. Yeah, this is cool. Fabulous. <laughs> it really does the trick. Uh, we were using a lot of mid journey, uh, to generate mm -hmm. some unique, unique images. Um, I know my team was using, um, I'm not sure which tool to be honest, but for, uh, structured data, uh, for sure. And for little snippets in JS, for example, in uh, other little, little things that we wanted to include in the content to make the content more usable. And this is another thing for content writers, like content is not only text. Um, in yeah. case you don't know, <laughs> it happens that, you know, people who write content don't really look beyond that. Uh, and it was always a trouble to find, you know, uh, to add a good table to the content uh, and other, other like rich elements to content. Now it's easier than ever because you can basically use chat GPT to, to generate yeah. those things for you and you can have them in HTML so you can, you know, uh, this is not going to be a screenshot. You can really have this into your content. Um, so I, I know, you know, my team is, is using that for many other things they're testing and we have a one person that is basically dedicated, uh, at our, you know, our little agency to, to keep digging and mm -hmm. finding how we can use it because obviously to find, you know, a solution first is just the first step. Now you need to think, how do I scale that? How do I put it into the process? And that's the most difficult part to be honest. Uh, but I think we'll find more, uh, more and more like, you know, if you really think about it, there's the, on, the only limitation is our creativity at the moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. 
maybe I will ask you now, can you tell me more about your link building agency? Like what's your approach? Do you build links like from all over the world? And like, tell me more about it. Sure. Um, so Husky Hamster is an international link building agency. Um, we started working on, on the UK and the US market, uh, gaining links and we can get links for most of the niches on those markets and uh, those links are outreached for. So we don't have, we don't go after those people who have write for us, advertise with us, uh -huh. if we are running a dedicated campaign. Um, and we have quite a few of those campaigns. So we go in after, um, you know, real popular websites and we publish those links, uh, uh, whether that's insertion or new publication, depending on the type. And uh, quite recently, we have added a content marketing platform. So it's another option for marketers, agencies, freelancers, individuals um, to log in on our platform and see our relationships and pick the domain for the PR or marketing activities. Um, it's, it's, I think it's super cool because, you know, if you really want to have a publication on a certain website, then you can pick that and obviously does, this does not require you to get into like a longer cooperation, longer contract while outreaching takes a bit more time. So you need to stay with us for a bit longer to see effects and results of it. Um, our main markets. Uh, as I mentioned, US and the UK and other English speaking markets, but we went beyond that and we are fully capable of building links in Germany, in Spain, mm -hmm. uh, in Portuguese language. Uh, we are touching on Netherlands. We have plenty of connections in Poland already. Um, so if, if anyone requires any, any publications in those areas, in those countries, then we, we're happy to help. Um, and uh, we're, you know, pretty flexible. So. We, we love to work with clients for longer. Um, so we are you know, fully capable to, to get on the project with someone who's running SEO, him or herself, and then just needs links. Because obviously getting links, <laughs> this is difficult. This is, this, yeah. is, this is burden, right? God, like when you want to operate at scale, you need processes and you need a lot of tools. And if you're doing this by yourself, and we've been there, like when we're running a full SEO agency. We had an internal team for link building. And trust me, that, that was that was terrible. I mean, it was so unpredictable and so costly and so difficult to manage. So that's why when we started Husky Hamster, you know, we, we started with uh, with what we know, putting into processes, putting into tools, our internal tools for outreaching analysis, quality assurance. It's all happening within our system and it allows us to keep our prices low and the quality up. Um, because as Rad said, my co-founder the other day, we just wanted to build uh, an agency that we, you know, we always wanted to have and we, we never found it. We never found someone mm -hmm. being flexible and open and, you know, really providing quality that we were after. Um, so yeah, this is what Husky Hamster is, is, is about uh, working with, with other SEOs mainly in marketing teams. Okay, so let's say I have a website and I have never built links to it and I see that this is definitely something I need to be doing. I sign up with you and how does it work? How long does it take 
for you to build me the first link? Is it like paid on a monthly basis? How long do I have to stay to see the, like, I don't know how many, let's say 100 links. 100 links. Yeah. I, I love that project. Such, <laughs> such large project. Obviously, when we're starting, you're starting with the question, do, do you have link strategy? Mm -hmm. I don't. Right. So let us do the link strategy for you. Why? Because if you don't have it, then you are risking a lot of money <laughs> uh -huh. because you need, you need to have a strategic approach. And I have a strategic approach to basically everything. And in SEO, data is everything. So we are measuring you against the competition first. Mm -hmm. So we see what is the link gap? What is What kind of links are in this gap where we can you know, use your money to give you the biggest leverage. Um, so we call it a link requirement plan, um, which takes a couple hours to do, has a lot of data, we're measuring against the competition and you have exact anchors uh, or brand anchors and URLs uh, that you need links for in order to improve your rankings. So this is like a mandatory thing, uh, otherwise, too risky yeah okay so, so i give you like the list of urls and uh, keywords topics i want to rank for you can uh -huh. it's going to be very helpful but you don't have to because we have a plenty of data to see what you have potential for um okay. so depending where you're coming from but if you have business approach to business uh then you can send us your goals like hey my goal is 100k traffic in a year right I have my team working in SEO. I have my content plan and it would be great if you send us your content plan so we know how to plan for the future. Um, and then we put together this missing part, which is a link strategy. Um, and then we're just building links starting from outreaching uh, from, from the day one, basically. To get you 100 links really depends on the niche and what is your brand. Because if your brand is unknown, that's going to take a bit longer. Let's say SEO blog. SEO blog, yours is going to yeah. work a, like a charm because uh, uh, it's great. It has great content. It has a great uh -huh. structure. It's it's recognizable. There you go. People would love that. People would love to mention you, mention your, your, your brand, your content, even with some exact anchor text, I think, if you are caring for certain oh. keywords to rank. Um, so in 100 links, depending on a strategy, but I think uh, you might not need more than 10 to 15 uh -huh. monthly. Uh, obviously, the process is natural, so it can vary. It can be like eight links one month and yeah. 21 second month because you know out outreach wheels need a lot of time to start rolling at, at fast pace. Uh, but that will makes it very natural as well. Yeah. So uh, we can agree, for example, okay, within six months, you should get your 100 links or within a year, depending on what you really need. Because you can also overdo with links. Yeah. Um, meaning that uh, you might not get a penalty from Google, because I think that's a mystery and like myth that Google will give you penalty for some, some for too many links, for example. I don't think that's going to happen, but there is a certain leverage you can do with links. Yeah, right. and then and other factors kind of yes, coming. Yes, and then right. other factors. So there's no point to, if you need 10, why, why 20? 
Uh, yeah. just, let's let's keep it for longer because that's natural. If your brand is popular, you're putting good content on, then naturally you're getting links. So mm -hmm. I think that kind of approach we can offer and we can offer that to, to basically anyone is coming our way. Like we really care for, for the success of those campaigns. That's why we also monitor those links. And what I mean by that is we keep the links in our system mm -hmm. to see what, for how long these links are live. Um, if if the publisher has changed from do follow to no follow, we no, prefer no, and we approach that right because if we agree to do follow, then let's keep it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. If if the if the publisher uh, has introduced three or one or uh -huh. some kind of canonicals, okay. <laughs> right? We are first to know if you can uh, if you use the canonical on a different page or three one or three or two then we also know. So we also, you don't need to worry about that. We approach those people for you. Uh, if the link is out of index, we are first to know. And even though that we cannot guarantee that the publication that we done for you is gonna be indexed forever, it's just not possible. Uh, we are first to know, and we have tools um, try to improve the indexation status. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, so again, coming from the agency, having all these troubles with links at scale, we build the system that we are using for ourselves of strategizing link building, executing link building and monitoring link building. So our clients, our partners, they don't have to worry about it too much. Mm -hmm. Cool. And like, what's the price starting point? On a, if, on you a, can, if you can share it, of course. Yeah, this is, you know, uh, this is nothing I would hide from the public really. <clears throat> when we are talking about the outreaching for you, Mm -hmm. uh the the link is starting at 197 dollars so nearly 200 dollars um that's where it starts for for a standard niche um which is not gambling by the way <laughs> if you're outreaching for you if my team does outreach for you because we have two pricing options i'll tell you about the second one in a second but mm -hmm. the first we're doing this for you uh and we are guaranteeing certain metrics like minimum 1k traffic minimum DR 25 to 48 in this like a starting element. And we are charging, including the content, including the monitoring, $197. Uh -huh. And it goes up from there. Um, it can go up to 317 for super quality links like DR 50 plus in difficult niches, which is CBD, any finance, insurance. SEO, not really. It's easier than you think, uh, uh -huh. especially when you have a good content on your site. Uh, so SEO would be in the standard niche bracket. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's the gap, you know, between links. I, I think it's affordable. I mean, understanding the costing that we had when we were running an agency, I think that's pretty pretty affordable, um, and it's easy to scale. Mm -hmm. And on this, on the other hand, we have the content platform, content marketing platform, where you have all the prices. And most of the domains that you can choose from. So those domains are starting from $100. So if you need to power up uh, your affiliate projects from, you know, you just need a couple of links here and there. You can like just log in there, pick the domains, ask a, uh, ask me a question or my, my uh, partners a question if you have any. If not, then a few clicks and you are getting your li links. Usually the delivery is within three to five weeks, depending on the publisher, really. Um, but but that's 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 what it is like five week stops. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, cool. 
Thanks. Uh, we're trying to, you know, improve that as we go as well, uh -huh. uh, based on feedback we are getting, because uh, the feedback is super important to us. And mm -hmm. uh, so far, the, the feedback has been great. Like people coming back to us, and I think what really does the trick is this kind of approach that hey, we are SEOs. Yeah. We are we are not an agency that just you know gives you links. We are SEOs. So if you're doing something stupid, they will tell you. Like, hey, we, we just don't think that's a good idea. But if you want it, that's okay. But we don't think that's a good idea. So, yeah, yeah. it might be a weird approach to business. But, I, I, you know, this is this is pure honesty. It's coming out of me. Like, hey, we, we, we want you to succeed, right? Because we want you for longer. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. And the other technical agency? Well, mm, this is something that we are building up as we go. Mm, uh-huh. Uh, it's smaller than Husky Hamster at the moment, uh, but you know we have a lot of experience in working with investors before. Mm -hmm. uh, by investor, I mean person that uh, wants to build a portfolio of content sites to generate profit or to flip them over okay. in two years. So we have uh, like a seven, eight months ago, partner up with a few people in the buying, selling business, uh, online business niche. And we put together a dedicated uh, team that caters for their needs. Basically, we are, um, we are their team. Like mm -hmm. if you're an investor and if you're looking for a team that is managed by someone who knows, um, not just an SEO, but also the affiliate marketing business, and the revenue, ad revenue-based business can advise, improve your revenue streams, rank you higher, and be honest at the same time, probably we are your people. Um, so this is not probably for, for everyone, not for very small sites, but if you have ambition and, and, and you are an investor in this particular you know, uh, niche, like content sites, uh, then we, are, might, we might be your team. And we have a couple of solutions here. It's just maybe quickly. Yeah, tell me. What I found, what I found that, you know, we were a small team, so we, we are very flexible. I, I love that, to be honest. Like, this is kind of feeling like, hey, this is this is not working. Let's do that differently. So this is what we do. And when we were seeing the the, the revolution of the AI that started, let's put it that way, two years ago, but really exploded uh, as a volcano, like somewhere back in November. Um, we understood that now you don't need a content writer for 5,000 words anymore. This is not what you need. Yeah, totally. So immediately I seized that. I said, like, no, we're not offering that. You need editor full-time and a content specialist full-time maybe. And this is what we're doing. We kind of are renting our team for three, six, nine to 12 months for investments. Uh -huh. uh, and these, these content writers and editors are guided by us. So investor doesn't have to spend time explaining, I want this topic, I want this different differently, I want structured data, or I want three, four images. No, this is on us, right? We know what is your ROI, potential ROI. We know when you want to take this, this particular project in years, in a year or two. So we are giving you people. Right. And you need to, you don't need to worry about hiring on Upwork, someone unknown, testing yeah. for several weeks or months. And then sometimes, not often, but sometimes also, you know, face a disappointment. And I like to operate 
from the position of alternative costs when I'm explaining this to people. Like, hey, you're not ranking, it's not just it. You're not ranking has alternative costs to it because you didn't do anything else and you didn't make money on your own site, right? So you're losing, you're losing yeah. double, right? Um, so that's, that's my approach to things, like very practical. And yeah. when it comes to audits, like when we do the technical audit, we, we straight for, we're straightforward with optimization. Like, hey, pay us for optimization. Because what's the point of writing lengthy document if you're not going to implement yeah. that yourself? Or it's going to take seven years to do that, right? And so, then after seven years, the, the recommendations <laughs> will be obsolete. <laughs> Indeed. So we are like, let, let's just implement what we can. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're fully technical, let's put it that way. So we can implement uh, SEO audits on most technologies, but obviously if you're running on Magento 2 and um, <laughs> other <laughs> angry systems, I like, I like to put it that way, yeah. um, then you might need your your developer team to do that. But we are, you know, we speak in technical, I like to say. <laughs> so uh -huh. if you yeah. connect us with well, them, hey, that's gonna be an easy peasy. If they know what they're doing, they will implement that straight away. Uh, if they, know, they don't know the system, but we provide full guidance on it for sure. So implementation is very often overlooked. And I like to say yeah. to people that have investments in this, let's put it at content sites niche, hey, start with the foundation, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. Um, you, need, you need to get your, your foundations right. And then the strategy is built on top of that. And then you execute the strategy. So like three steps are necessary, but without uh, technical implementation, you might not be successful or you'll be just partially successful. And again, the alternative cost of not, not, not implementing technical yeah, SEO yeah. might be super significant and you might lower your ROI on other things that you do. So I think I'm yeah, sounding like very strict. Forward. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I kind of am. I think, you know, with all that data, like why not to use it? Yeah. Why, why not use the data to create a strategy? Yeah, yeah, totally. I totally agree. Yeah. But like I, I often interview other SEOs who do audits and so mm -hmm. far the majority of them, I think they said they don't implement, they don't offer implementation of the audits. Because that's easy. I know. <laughs> to be honest, I also offer this. I also do that. Not in all cases, but in many cases, I, mm -hmm. I do that. And I felt that I am like in the minority of people because this is usually trouble. <laughs> it is sometimes. But yeah, it's nice to see that there, there are other people thinking that way too. <laughs> yes, because, you know, we're thinking about ROI in general. Like yeah. what kind of return of this investment uh, can uh, can our client or investors see in the future? And mm, implementation is, is crucial um, and then you can build content and links <laughs> yeah totally totally okay so a couple of final questions so what does your no normal day look like like how much do you work how many hours you spend working how many hours learning like how how much do you work in a week this is usually fun to hear <laughs> <laughs> well hmm. i try to work a little bit less uh-huh but it's not easy um, yeah i know the pain yeah yeah well my, my day usually starts early in the morning um 
between six and seven. Um, and I always start my, my day with a coffee and a book. Uh-huh. Cool. Cause I, I want to start, you know, with something which is not a screen, like, uh -huh. you know, not, not looking for Instagram or, or not looking for Ahrefs and my positions. I <laughs> no. I, I mean, I need oh, to start with the book. Because uh, that's that's the fuel for a day for me, right? And that's that's an hour or half an hour mm -hmm. every morning that I spend on this. And you know, and then um, after that, I usually have a prepared list of what I need to do. I'm a paper person, by the way, so I have my list on oh. a paper. I don't know how to write anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probably a lot older than you, so you know, I, I'm coming from the ancient. I don't ancient think so. Age. How old are you? Thirty-eight. Oh, so I'm thirty-six. <laughs> Not that older. <laughs> okay, but you look a lot better than me, so. Oh, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> and then I have my list, you know, and I, I run through my list. Um, I always use priorities like P1, P2, P3. Uh huh. Uh, try to navigate through my priorities. We use OKRs, um, objectives and key results, as a tool to propel our agencies and our teams. Uh -huh. So uh, also uh, uh, every every day before um, before one o'clock, I'm, I'm looking for the OKRs again. What what needs to be done? Whether the tracker has been updated or not? Sometimes poking people because I'm the OKR guardian at our our uh -huh. agency. Uh, then I very often have calls. Uh, with some potential investors or current investors or some fires happens. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I need to be, you know, a fire, firefighting team. Um, then, well, my day usually ends um, again with the book or other type of mm -hmm. reading. Um, and I must admit that I work, I think, too long because my day very often ends around 8 to 9 p.m. Yeah, it's the same with me. <laughs> Totally. Okay. I started at the, the same time and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to take Fridays off and half Fridays. It works sometimes. Uh, it works for some time and then it fails. Yeah, especially when you, you want to grow, you're ambitious and yeah. the things are like, happening. Like but I want to learn, I don't want to like sit and do nothing, yeah. <laughs> well, it, sometimes, it, I mean... From a psychological point of view, I think it's super important just yeah. to sit on a couch and you know just yeah look through the window, but but then fear of missing out, you know, and other exactly. things. Uh, yeah, so it takes practice, I think. And 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 but what I definitely changed in my life and my routine because um, I, I also want to perhaps should mention that I do some sports like squash, my favorite game. Um, and I'm very often bicycle when I even mid midday, uh -huh. I'm trying to find half an hour just to go on bicycle, just to, you know, refresh my mind. Um, uh, but what I changed in my weekly routine, uh, I mean, comparing to the past is that I don't work weekends. Oh, Friday. Yeah. Friday can be late, even like 9 PM, but then I just close my computer. I don't oh. want to hear anything. It's just, I think it comes with age again. Like, I feel like it would be, I mean, too much. Like if I were to, I, I used to stay on, you know, on, on points on topic for inside Saturday and then, and then Sunday as well in the past. And I don't think I gained that much because of that. 
because yeah, when I look at the past, to it, definitely. Yeah, and then Monday was it's still not perfect, but it used to be a traumatic for me. Like, hey, okay, okay, it's Monday. Like everyone is rested, and I'm, yeah, I I, I sat on this strategy, or I sat on this client, or I was putting together some content planning, right? Entire entire Saturday or Sunday, while my friends were drinking, you know, beer in a pop. And but like, you're not hangover. You don't have a hangover, so. Oh, that's a positive. Yes. Yeah, but I thought like maybe I just you know I don't drink, but I, you know, spend some yeah. time with yeah, sure. uh, with my family or, or whatever um, to have a bit of a rest. Um, and and yeah, so far it's working. I I spend very little to no time on weekends looking at mm -hmm. clients and looking at strategy. And I feel Mondays are better. I have a refreshed mind, and then starting okay. Monday with the book and you know carry for the day. Cool, cool. And the, the way I do it, I, I work on clients during the weekdays and then I switch to my own projects during the weekends. And I feel there is a small change in what I do, so I don't feel that wiped out. So, Raf, where can people find you? Well, I live on LinkedIn. Um, okay. So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn, uh, Raf uh, uh, Chomsky. Mm, you can find our brands over there. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I try to stay away from that kind of distraction. So LinkedIn yeah. is where I live. Um, and if you want to have a conversation about your business or, you know, just a chat, you know, or maybe some ideas that we can brainstorm together, I'm very, very open to have a conversation. Okay, cool, cool. So thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing your experiences, your knowledge. It was Pleasure a fun was mine. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks, everyone. And see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks. Peace, everyone.